Hey B, welcome to episode 24 or season 2, episode 4 of I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist. How's your week been? Yeah, pretty good. Always lots on. I have a busy life. I think I've spoken about this before. There's always something on most days and most evenings and weekends are always jam-packed. So it's been nuts. How about yours? How was your week? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I've been I've been working like you and, you know, family and doing all the things that we that we normally do. I've been doing a little bit of behind the scenes work around the podcast. I have to say that I'm enjoying the creative outlet of doing this. You know, the creativity and getting to express that through through technology, like the editing and and all that. And it's yeah, it's been fun. I'm really enjoying myself with this. That's really cool. And you are certainly uh, the king of that. You do that stuff really well. So hats off to you. The editing that people hear on the finished product, that's tea. Hopefully it's the editing they don't hear on the finished product is a better way to put it. Yeah, indeed. I just want to remind people that it would be really helpful for us if you would rate and review the podcast. So if you're on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform, if there's an ability to rate it and review it, please do, because it just bumps us up and we get a greater audience that way as um, it gets bumped up the charts. That is handy. Um, And also our socials, Facebook, Twitter. We're not on Instagram yet. We haven't gone there, but uh, you never know. We may go there. But Facebook and Twitter, the Facebook group, always good interactions. People are really enjoying that. I think that we've watched that grow and we've loved watching it grow. Get in there, interact, invite people to come in and be part of the conversation if you think that they would be interested and invite them to the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Welcome welcome along. So our topic today, B is healing and miracles or miracles and healing, whichever order we want to get into. What do you have to say about that? Let's start with you, brother. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, look, healings and miracles were a a funny thing because this was something that it was always advertised, wasn't it? That healings and miracles, and quite often in a lot of um, Penti churches, you would see they'd have healings and miracle meetings. And we would certainly at Great Big AAG have healings and miracle nights and all the lot of froth and bubble around it. But for me, did I ever experience healing in a miracle? I don't know. Life's a miracle. There's no doubt about that. Life's an amazing miracle. But did I see any of those high-profile miracles? Yeah. Don't know. Not sure mm. I did. How about, what how about you? healings? Did you did you see any healings? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, look, I want to believe that I did. You know, but one, one thing that I remember comes to mind was my ex-wife's auntie. Her her husband had died, so my ex-wife's uncle had left my uh, her auntie, sorry, widowed in probably her late fifties. Incredibly lonely, she just really wanted to um to be with him, and she went to the doctor one day. The doctor said, "Your lungs are full of cancer, absolutely rife," and showed her the scans. Obviously, this happened over a few visits, and. She asked for the prognosis, and they said, well, not good it's in your lungs. There's a lot of it. Anyway, long story short, she went back for treatment a couple of weeks later, and there were no spots on her lungs. There was nothing. And this is obviously, according to her, I never saw any of the scans, never saw any of that. They weren't a stark, raving, mad Pentecostal family at all. They were actually quite a conservative family. I guess that was the closest one that I can remember that I was involved with or privy to some of that that information. How about you? The Revival Center was all about healing. It was one of their big things, right? They sort of they were stuck in the in the Pentecostal fifties and nineteen fifties. 
for them, healing was a, a big part of their message. It was a you know big part of what they claim separate them separated them from all the different you know churches, Catholic and Anglican, and this kind of thing. We were told very early that that God heals. And you remember my story, right? Episode two, where I talked about getting converted, and it was on yeah. that camp where I told one of the pastors or one of the leaders actually it wasn't a pastor that I was getting a headache and he said no you know we're not we're not tolerating this you know we're going to pray we're going to pray for, for your headache you know and so we went into the cabin uh, me and a few other guys and, and him and we all got our heads down you know as you do and on your knees and and we started speaking in tongues and he said we're going to get rid of that headache all right yes. and my headache passed you look at that and you go well so what you know it was just a fucking headache but I suffered from severe migraines, yeah. severe migraines, to the point where if I felt a migraine coming on, that was the end of my day. And I was just a kid, just a little boy, and I would get trembly, I would get uh, sick in the stomach, the headache would come on and the migraine would hit me so hard that I could not move. Mm. And my mother would give me a couple of aspirin. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't paracetamol, it wasn't anything else, it was the aspirin that I had to have. Mm. And I would take the aspirin, I would fall asleep, and yeah. then I would wake up and it would be gone. And that okay. was something that was quite severe for me to the point where I was um, seeing neurosurgeons or neurospecialists and having brain scans and all kinds of things going on. What, why is this kid getting these, these migraines? We know about migraines is that we don't know much about migraines, right? What causes yeah. them, why they come on, etc. As much as I don't want to say this, when we got down that day, and prayed, I never had a migraine again. Wow. Right? From that day forward, and I felt it coming on, we got down, we prayed, prayed in tongues, yada, yada, excuse the pun. Um, next thing you know, the headache had receded, and wow. I never had another one again, until I was in my 40s, and I had a couple of blind migraines. And it was different experience. I, I had sort of the tunnel vision. It was, you know, peripheral vision sort of vanished. Um, I started seeing electricity, like lines of electricity in my eyesight. And then I would be sort of overcome with tiredness and want to sleep. But I could I could continue working if I, you know, sort of pushed myself. Um, and that mm. happened a few times in my mm. 40s. But besides that, I never had a migraine again. Now, does that mean I was healed? I don't know. Because... When you have juvenile migraines, you can grow out of them. But I yeah. wasn't hitting puberty or, or anything like that. But definitely okay. we got down, we prayed in tongues, and I never had a migraine again. Well, I guess we can put it to the miracle of healing or the unknown. I don't know. It's uh, a choice which one you accept. I don't, um, I don't know. I, I can't remember actually ever being prayed for for a healing of anything personally i mean there was certainly when i'd gone through some rough patches in life and certainly my mental health was knocked around and i got prayer from people to be able to find comfort and peace and all that sort of stuff and quite often i found comfort and peace within it was it god was it a miracle was it a healing i don't know I don't know, but I did find peace within that. And maybe it was knowing that I had the support, knowing that I had people around me. I remember a good friend of mine uh, is a minister. Actually, haven't seen him for about three years, but up until then, he was a minister. And very young, at about 37, 35 even, he got diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer. 
had no signs, nothing whatsoever. His wife came to him and said, I really think you should go have a full health check, including a colonoscopy, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he did. And he was found to have stage four bowel cancer. The prognosis wasn't fantastic. It was like a 10% chance of survival post five years. Um, I know he's still alive today. I know that for a fact. And that was maybe 10, 12 years ago now, maybe even longer. Yeah, round about then. But I remember him at the time, I was sort of exiting the church and I said to him, oh, do you want us to, to pray for you? He goes, no. Nah. He goes, actually, I don't believe that in God's eyes, I am important enough for him to prioritize my lowly needs of healing from, from sickness, old trust science. And for me, even back then, it was a bit confronting. I was like, wow, um, you're actually saying that you'll... Uh, you leave it in the hands of science and not even try God for a miracle. But, hey, he's still alive. And I think personally I see medical intervention as pretty bloody miraculous, particularly how far it's come these days. Yeah, sure. You know, both both those stories were, you know, people who had cancer and people who got over cancer. And mm. and people do. That does happen, you know. That's and right. but, but we both know people in our lives where they've got cancer and they haven't got over it. And so mm -hmm. there's a percentage of people that live and there's a percentage of people that die. And so in terms of healings, in terms of miracles, just because someone gets over something doesn't mean it's a miracle, right? right. And and oftentimes you will hear those stories of, you know, oh, this person, you know, prayed for me and then I started to get better and then it came back. And then, you know, and they talk about as if God was healing them just a little bit Oh, just give yeah. you a little bit of healing. And to me, that doesn't quite line up with the claims of Christianity. Like the claims of Christianity and and, and even, you know, the, the Old Testament or Judaism is that when a miracle happens, it's a fucking miracle. There's no ex explaining it. And, you know, you hear the saying that fantastic claims require fantastic evidence. And mm -hmm. so if we're going to say this was a miracle, then we really need show me that, you know, the, the evidence that this is a miracle. Otherwise, it's not. But that doesn't mean that it's not a good thing. So on that, have you ever seen evidence of a miracle? Whether it's seeing it, and we're talking one of these big miracles, like someone who hasn't walked in a long time walking, someone who you know, grows an arm back that was mm. uh, had an arm amputated. Have you seen that firsthand or have you seen verified footage of it? I'm going to answer that with a story. Okay. Story so time with Uncle T. Yeah, story time with Uncle T. <laughs> At Great Big AOG once, there was a famous American evangelist, pastor, whatever he was. I think he was an evangelist, and his name was Don Gossett. Oh, and Don Gossett was, yeah, do you remember him? And I Don do. Gossett was a um, a faith teacher as well. He was a bit of a prosperity guy, and he was all about healing. He was sort of cut from the same block as Kenneth Hagen rather than Kenneth Copeland, right? So he was very much, you know, classical Pentecostal. And I think that's why Great Big AOG had him. So he came along for uh, a healing crusade. And I, it went for a couple of nights and it was in the middle of the week. I remember going along and the thing that struck me first was all the lights were dim. Yeah. The whole place, you know, it wasn't like most because you remember we'd go to meetings at great big aog and it was very light and the carpet was pink and the walls were white and it was just it was very light and fluffy and friendly but we went in for this and for some reason no he wanted all the lights really really dim mm -hmm. and so couldn't see 
really well. Um, but I can remember that he was calling people up to come and, you know, ask for healing. And so it was like he had a prayer line, except he would bring them right up onto the stage okay. and he would talk to them and ask them, you know, and then he'd pray and he'd do the whole, you know, pushing them over or slain in the spirit, whichever way you want to look at it, it was actually happening. But there was one woman that came up to him. And I remember looking at him and I remember turning to the person next to me and said, she's going to get healed. Yeah. Right. And we hadn't seen any healings up to that point. And I just, yeah, I turned to the person next to me and said, she's, she's about to get healed. So she came up and he's American, right? And he's like, you know, because people have been talking, have been hounding out the microphone to them and they've been, you know, and this woman said, he said, why did you say you don't want to speak? You don't want to talk? Okay. And so she would whisper in his ear and then he would say her, her problem was a, a hearing problem. I don't know if she was completely deaf or partially deaf. Um, and maybe that was why she, you know, I'm doing the air quotes here, didn't want to speak. He prayed for her. And then I, 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 I think it was, you know, typical sort of, you know, fingers in the ears and loose now, you know, and all this. And then she claimed to have been healed. She she was saying that she could hear and she was, you know, walking along the stage. She's, Can you hear me now? And she's waving. Can you hear me now? You know, and all this. But she didn't say a word the whole time. Uh, and it wasn't until years later that I stopped and went, probably because she had a fucking American accent. <laughs> yes. She couldn't do the Australian accent, right? She couldn't get up there and start talking because people would go, wow, she sounds just like him. <laughs> That's interesting. Right? And it was that used to be my story of have you ever seen a healing? Yes, I have. There was this time where Don Gossett came and this woman was healed and I turned to my friend and said, she's about to be healed and all. And years later, I stopped and realized, nah, you didn't see shit. Yeah. Like really, when I stop and think about what did I see, I saw a man and a woman on stage telling me this is what's happened. Didn't see a single thing myself. And it was in that realization, in my angry atheist stage, in that realization that I actually stopped and thought, did you ever see a healing the whole time you were in church? And this is why I, you know, said to you, I'm going to tell you this story before I answer the question. And the answer is, B, no, not once, not one single fucking miracle and not one single fucking healing, nothing, nothing that could be shown to be demonstratively a healing or a miracle. Lots of coincidences, lots of people coming up and giving me money yeah. when I needed money, things like that, 100%. But did I say, did I see limbs grow back? No. Did I see people jumping out of wheelchairs? No. Not a thing. Yeah. No, either did I. And I mean, you see these Benny Hinn videos where he's shooting off his Holy Ghost machine gun and all that sort of stuff. And he's healing people left, right and centre. But it, it's just, it's showmanship. And I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced any of that is, is real. I, I remember at Bible College, one of the, the lecturers saying that the reason we didn't see many miracles in Australia, particularly medical miracles, is because we had the Medicare system. We had a system where science and doctors were allowed to intervene and they stopped the power of God in people's lives. What a load of rubbish. And even back then, I, I remember saying to him that, that I just, think that's a load of rubbish but he stuck to that and he believed that we were hindering god by allowing doctors to actually heal people interesting interesting one that's for sure 
Mm, there's there's a website called why won't god heal amputees.com <laughs> why won't god heal amputees.com and basically they lay the claim or the the challenge out there okay so this is one that we can demonstrate right you know yeah. i don't know if you ever remember remember spider-man but there was dr connor is right who basically took some uh lizard dna so he could grow his limbs back right oh, um, yeah. That, yeah yeah he was cool there's no evidence of anybody no. having limbs grow back. Now, you will hear stories. You will yep. hear people say, no, that's not true. There was a friend of a friend. <laughs> but there's nothing out there, right, about God healing amputees. Now, some of the stories that you and I have told, like the migraine or, you know, people seeing cancer cured and everything, or even you were talking about, you know, some of your your moods and your, you know, mental or emotional well-being, it's all psychological, Right, and it could all be explained psychologically, but these things. Mm. I remember, um, and and I'm sure that uh, many of the listeners maybe experienced this too. Late '80s, early '90s, there seemed to be a bit of, be a bit of a craze on leg lengthening and arm. Lengthening. Yeah, right. Yeah, do you right. do you remember yeah. this? And I remember, um, we had, I think we like to refer to it as a bit of a mini revival. This would have been actually very early 90s. It was before I came to Great Big AOG. A little mini revival where we would have services that would go for hours and hours. And every time it would end with one of the pastors getting people laying on the floor and going, look, yep, their right leg's an inch shorter than the left one. And they'd pray, they'd pull and poke and prod the legs. They'd get up, they'd say to the person, stand, they'd size them up and go, look, they're both the same same length. And this person, their, their legs were always the same length. I never saw them <laughs> hopping around or, or hobbling around. And this happened, I reckon, to Oh, God, dozens of people. It was over and over. It, it was quite hilarious to watch. Did Did anybody ever point out that some of the women in the auditorium, their boobs were slightly different sizes or that their boobs were hanging lower or higher than the other one? Because from what I understand, that's true of all women. Yes. Right? That, that most women have one that's bigger than the other or lower than the other. Did the pastor ever lay hands and... See them here? No, no, surprisingly, even in the misogynist type environments, no, no, they didn't. Maybe there's a market there. There was there was one doctrine that went around, and that was that Jesus had died for our sins as much as he had died for our sicknesses. And so that was based on Isaiah 53, 4 to 5, where it says, you know, by, and by his stripes we are healed. And they, they claim that that section in Isaiah is talking about Jesus, which it may or may not be. Um, and then there's also Psalm 103 where it says, you know, that God heals all your diseases. And so they take those as promises, right, that Jesus died and so you can claim your healing um, as much as you claim your salvation. Now, the thing about that is, is if it's put out there that, yes, this is your right, then what happens when it doesn't happen? What happens to those people? Like, do they look at it and go, oh, yeah, and we were taught that in Bible college. That was an official mm. official line in Bible college that Jesus died for our sins as much as our sicknesses. But what does that say to people when they don't get healed? It says you don't have enough faith. And and someone challenged me about that and says and said, if you don't have enough faith to be healed because you know Jesus did it at the cross, maybe you don't have enough faith to be saved. Yeah, and so if right. you die from that sickness, you're going to hell. Yeah, too bad for you. 
Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting, and it's always placed back onto the person. It could never be that the God that has uh, been presented as fallible, of course, because that would undermine every part of their uh, theology and their their belief. Put it on, but and how does that, how does that make people feel? It makes them feel inadequate. Uh, I certainly have had people close to me that have spent so many hours daily in prayer to build their faith, like they're, they're working at it so they can exercise it better. And it, again, it's all about them. Mm. What about what about some of those smaller miracles, right? So I'm not claiming that these are legitimately miracles, but we used to claim they were. Like once, for example, when I was at Bible college, I didn't have a lot of money, and my then-girlfriend was oftentimes buying me stuff, you know, food and things like that. And one day she came to me and she said, I'm not going to buy you lunch today. You need to have faith because I think she thought I was mooching off her, and I possibly was. But she's yeah. like, I'm not, you know, you have to have faith. And this is back in the days when McDonald's had those medium meal deals for five bucks, okay. right? So you got a quarter pounder, a medium fries, and a medium Coke for five bucks. So anyway, we're in the service, right? Because this is talking about afterwards for lunch. And so I, I was praying. And I said, God, you know, I really want $5. And at the end of the service, a mutual friend of ours comes up and says, God told me to give you this and gives me $5. For my meal. And I mean, that's very similar to your story about, you know, not having enough money to get on the train. And, you know, the the, the minister said, here's the money. Mind you, he took it back. So it wasn't much of a miracle. <laughs> but, but I did. I got that five bucks. Yeah. Right. Explain that. Yeah. And is that a miracle? Is it a healing or is it provision? I don't know. Is it coincidence? Because Jehovah how many. Jehovah Jireh, t- brother. Jehovah Jireh, yeah, my provider. My provider. Remember um, that chorus? Yes, my provider. I've got to sing it with a really thick Aussie accent. Yeah, you do. My provider. That's really taking me back. And now I'm going to go to sleep singing that tonight. I can see it. But yeah, oh, he's a yeah, let's do it as an earworm in people's, in people's oh, ears. Yeah. Well, yeah, after listener, dear listener, his grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Well, that's after we've just done a McDonald's product placement in the podcast, of course. Yeah, McDonald's, hey, we are we are but, open but, to sponsorship. And and my story shares that McDonald's is a gift of God. <laughs> yes, it, it, quarter it is. Quarter pounder with cheese, dude. Have you noticed you go into McDonald's, if you say quarter pounder with cheese, they, they, they look at you funny, like you want extra yeah. cheese? Because there's no such thing as a quarter pounder anymore. It's a quarter pounder automatically comes with cheese. That's right. Yeah, I don't know why it never, like you had to ask for cheese. It was just so dumb. But personally, I like a double quarter pounder. That is my favourite. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll just let you in a little secret. That's why you're fat. But go on. Keep keep going. Yeah, 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 appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, It's my years in Asia. You can tell people they're fat in Asia. (laughs) Yes, every every time I do go to Asia, I do walk into a, um, a shop and they go, sorry, we don't have your sauce. Before I even ask, sorry, we don't have your size. You gotta love it. It's just like, hey, I'm I'm just a large in Australia, but that apparently is like a quadruple XL over there. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, gotta love it. But thanks, I'll just well on my fatness. Um, thank you for that. So, did you any? Do you have any of those little those little miracles? Oh, look, I possibly did. None really come to mind. There was lots of ones like I I think I did share it in the mission and evangelism episode where I 
went and spoke to a regional church and and talked to them about my up and coming overseas trip and they gave a love offering at the end of it of hundreds of dollars when and I didn't have the money to pay for the flights by then. But but that's not a miracle. You went there and told them that you're going away on this missions trip and you, you need money and they gave no, you money. No, I didn't tell them I needed money. I um, no, no, not at all. I was But you did was, but you did go there as the speaker, right? And that you said, you know, in the other episode people take offerings. When oh, you yeah, speak, absolutely. that's what they do. I'll call you on that one. That's not a miracle. I'll call you on your fucking five dollars. My five dollars That was a gift of God. Quarter pounder with cheese. Come on, McDonald's. Roll up, roll up sponsorship. <laughs> we promise that this 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 podcast will remain free, right? We it, didn't say it'd be free of ads. <laughs> that's right. And look, I'll keep it a complete secret that I prefer Hungry Jacks, which is Burger King for those Americans listening. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm just thinking of food, so it, uh, I'm quite distracted. I, can't, I look, I can't really think. It, there was lots of little bits and pieces that I probably I put down to coincidence, and I'm not quite sure that I I ever experienced a true miracle. I remember at one stage praying that I'd win a raffle of a house. You know, all those sort of things that never happened. Why didn't I get that? In in that faith. Faith movement episode. Remember, I talked about laying hands on the Mercedes. Yeah, that's right. And didn't and didn't buy a ticket in the in the <laughs> raffle. I didn't win. That's true faith, though, not buying a, a ticket. Yeah, not buying a ticket <laughs> in the raffle. Yeah, but I but I did have McDonald's. I did. I had a quarter pounder with cheese, uh, medium Coke, medium fries. Yeah, and that was that was a gift of God. Do, do you get it? Like, this is the thing about it all. We look at it now and we laugh, but at mm. the time it was. Fucking move of the Holy Spirit, oh, you know, that someone gave me five bucks. Yeah, and look, I, I think I'd, I'd like to I'd like to challenge people that are in the Facebook group, have you seen a real miracle or do you believe you've seen a real miracle? Tell us about it. But don't just tell us about it. We don't want hearsay. We want evidence. Yeah, and it has to be you saw it yes. and it has to be, and you have to tell us how you verified it. Now, I'm also aware that some of these spiritual experiences, some of these mystical experiences that people have that we could call a miracle, they can be just personal and it's impossible to prove. I get that. In fact, I've had these, but I've had those outside of Christianity, Mm -hmm. right? I've had these experiences where I just can't explain them and, you know, they're spooky. But please put it in in the chat, put it in the Facebook group because I'd really like to hear if you've seen a miracle or if you've seen a healing or got a healing yourself that can be verified it wasn't just it's like chinese medicine right lived in china for a long time and people say oh you know the chinese would say oh chinese medicine doesn't work as fast as medical as american medicine and i'd be like yeah takes pretty much as long as it would take to get over it naturally by not taking anything for a lot of that (laughs) chinese medicine man seriously it's 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 not scientific not all of it not all of it don't don't say horrible things about me in the facebook group but it's true and it's the same kind of thing with that Right. Yeah. People say, oh, you know, look, I, you know, I, I stayed home for a week and got over the flu, you know, mm. great. Or other people say, I stayed home for a week and God healed me. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And look, for me, you know, I'm not close to it. Uh, I'm, I'm very open to it. If, if people can demonstrate it and offer some evidence and proof, then, you know, I, I'm up for it. I mean, I've certainly, like UT, experienced some mystical, spiritual experiences uh, outside of the church. And, for me, they're very real. <laughs> There's absolutely no mistaking it. Whether that is God or I don't know. 
I don't know what it is, but I've definitely experienced things. So please don't think that that I'm putting that challenge out there going, it's all a crock of shit and no one can prove it. Yeah, yeah, I, same. I, I'm, I'm certainly not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm, I am saying it's not just the domain of Christianity or not just the domain of Pentecostalism. But I think what separates Pentecostalism from some of these other Christian denominations is we made such a big noise about it and mm. so many fantastic claims around it. And as I said, fantastic claims require fantastic evidence. So I, I can believe that people are healed for unexplainable reasons right that we can't say why it's happened but does that necessarily prove that you know jesus rose from the dead and you know if you ask him into your heart and no it doesn't but but it doesn't disprove it either no that's right and i mean you're right it is central i mean you look at all those uh, there's a church around the corner from me a couple of kilometers away that quite often puts up a tent like they have a building there they have a fully functional very large building but quite often they put up a tent and have tent revival I don't know why a tent's more spiritual. I don't know, but they have. Well, it's because big... that's the way it was done. Once upon a time, they couldn't afford buildings, and so they would actually have these tents. And you know, your Oral Roberts and your William Branham and all these guys would actually go around in tents. So it's a- just absolutely. A tradition. But they have bloody buildings on this site, and they have to, you know, they put a tent up beside the building. It's just quite bizarre. But they have banners out there, miracles and healing, mm. X date to X date. Um, so not only that, they're really locking God into some specific dates for those miracles. Yeah, for sure. I, I can remember there was a, a church that was in a suburb that had a lot of Muslims here in our city, and they actually were putting up signs saying, you know, crusades, Christian crusades and this kind of thing. And I can remember a friend of mine saying, I don't think the Muslims are going to take that too well if they hear the Christians are going to start another crusade. <laughs> of course. I can imagine. But yes, so in short, have I seen or experienced a miracle? Yeah, I don't think I have. No, me either. So I think we'll just end that one there. The answer is no. No, not at all. So we are loving the fact that this season we do have a lot of guests lined up. So it's good to hear other people's stories and other experiences. So we're loving that. I hope you're loving it because there's plenty more to come. Yeah, cool. Do you want to cue the music, B? You cue the music? Cue the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll see you next week we look forward to you jumping in don't forget to rate us and review us and jump into facebook if that's what you want to do that's it and share with your friends see you later